Amen. Hey, we live. We live. We are Blessing. live. We live. We back. Let me see. I don't think he hit Facebook yet. Yep. It says we live. Blessing. Perfect. Everybody. They are going. Brittany. Blessings. Hey Brittany. Hey Britt. Is me too loud? It's straight, but when we start talking, I'm gonna handle it. Yeah, I can hear you. Mic check one two. Is it too loud? Am I? Nah, you straight. Sound distorted. I need to be up close so you. Hey y'all, happy Friday. Gonna let the people come into the live studio. Hey y'all, come on. Hey, I want y'all to come in. We're gonna give y'all a few minutes to get in. The algorithm says, okay, it's a little too loud. What? Our it's voice a little loud. or the music? the music? We turn it down. I want y'all to hear it. What about our voice? Our voice too loud too. I can turn our voice down. How is it now, Britt? Yeah. That's good you put it back right there. I feel like someone's missing at first, but it. What that? Mm -hmm. I need to turn the music down. That's that music too loud. I'm turning the music down again. Man, it's your jam, man. I'm turn it down a little bit. Yeah, I, I was doing too much. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, but I like this song. In case y'all know, while we're letting people join in, as we are letting people join in, I want you to uh, like and share, please. Like and share this for us. And we're going to let people join in. Uh, this is one of my favorite songs. I'm going to turn it down a little bit more. This is one of my favorite songs. It's called Healing Oil. By Roy T. Williams, Roy Prophet, Roy T. Williams. Go stream uh, it. Who? I said go stream it. Go stream it. Yeah, go stream it. Go stream this song. It's called Healing Oil. He has a live version, too, of this song that's really dope. That's really dope. But I want y'all to go stream that. Roy T. Williams of Houston, Texas. Mm -hmm. Good guy. He, come, he came and ministered to us for us a couple times. And I just love his music. But if you will, as you come in, say hello. I'll put you up on the screen so people can say, you know, they can see that you're rocking with us. This is our uh, it's episode two, episode two of uh, Generational Dialogues, the unleashing the power of father and daughter conversations and father and daughter connections. So, thank you all for joining. Thank you, Bishop Green, for joining in. So, listen, y'all, run us up right quick. Run us up. Give us some hearts. Give, Give us, us some, some likes. Some likes. Shares. Share it a little bit for us. Tag somebody. Yeah, just start tagging people. If you go to embassy, tag everybody from the embassy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tag some people. I'm going to tag some people. Yeah. yeah. Tag some people and say, hey, y'all need to get on here. It's going to be it's gonna be good tonight. Daddy, look. <laughs> look at what? Your water. Oh, I left my water. <laughs> Come on, Tash, bring my water for me. Yeah. We need a, uh, what is Thank y'all. Good evening. Manager. This is the Bishop Althea Green. She's the first, almost the first 
woman bishop. I think she is the first of this part of Tennessee. Wow. Uh, consecrated into Episcopacy. Has a real great ministry here in the Memphis, Tennessee called Real Life Ministries. Also, she is one of our school super, school commissioners and uh, just all around great woman of God. Uh, but uh, thank you. Listen, so we're, thank you so much, Tashiana. Our water girl, she brought me my water. It's the, uh, what is it, production manager? Yeah, that's our production manager. manager. She making sure we get everything right. Yeah. But listen, we're about getting ready to get started, y'all. Uh, I pray y'all are blessed tonight. We got a good topic. Mm-hmm. You tagging some people? Mm, no. <laughs> All right. So we've been on how long? We've been on long enough. Mm-hmm. Let's get to it. <clears throat> right. All right. So, hey, y'all, again, I am APJ. I am uh, glad to be here with you all just to talk for a few minutes. This this is something that we're going to be doing quite often, and it's called Generation Dialogues. And it's a podcast that me and my daughter, we are creating. Um, we are creating and preparing just to talk to people of God, just to talk and share with you all. Uh, just concerning life, ministry, family, just everything. We're just going to put y'all in our, we're going to bring y'all into our world. Yes. And let you see, uh, let you, let you see how it really is. Because a lot of times people think of pastors and their family like, I don't know. Exclusive. Yeah, but we're not. So y'all can, y'all, epsilon. y'all can come in. We are not. And uh, <laughs> y'all going to see, we just as. We just as real as it can be. Yeah, regular. Um, today is TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. You gonna introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Nakia. Hey y'all. Hey y'all. Hey. Um, his oldest daughter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so thank God TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. Generation dialogues, unleashing the power of father and daughter connections and conversations. And this is the Black Friday edition. Mm-hmm. We're gonna this this is the Black Friday edition, edition, and we're gonna talk about just family. Yeah, we had a great time. We had a great time yesterday with family. Um, went visited. I, we hadn't visited family in a long time. Yeah, I'm talking like I, I we we just hadn't in a long time. And yesterday it felt good to go to somebody else's house and sit there for like four or five hours mm-hmm. and just conversate. And what was a good thing was my, you know, like all my sisters, except one, she was late. Mm. Everybody showed up. And like we was just there. My little brother was there. Brother in laws was there. Just it was, it was, it was a good It was good family time, huh? It was good family time. It's good. What you do? Cause I didn't see you yesterday to late last evening. You were with your boyfriend? No, I went <laughs> No, I went to my mama's house. Okay. How'd it go? There. It was good. My mama had cooked. Mm. She cooked. She had made some fried fish. She made some um, spaghetti with meatless crumbles, but it was so good, you didn't even know it was vegan. Wow. Um, yeah, they vegan, ain't it? Mm-hmm. But she made some fried catfish, like the fillets and the catfish nuggets, and what else? She made a whole bunch of stuff. She had like a, some of the food catered. Um, really? Yeah, by Piccadilly. And she had like, man, the carrot souffle. That was like the highlight. The Corey Weston. I don't hear cutting up. What he said? <laughs> put him out. You see that hook? Shondo. That's so funny. Uh, yeah, it was good though. My cook came over there. My uncles didn't though. My twin uncles didn't. Yeah. But it's okay. Yep. Yeah, so again, 
TGIF, thank God it's Friday. But you me tell you what, it really stands for to me because I done ate three plates today. <laughs> I'll be in the gym tomorrow. Thank mm-hmm. God I'm full. <laughs> Amen. Oh my thank God. God. You're full. This so, food's so good. So how long you gonna be how long you gonna be on those leftovers? Realistically. You know, I think I got one more day in me. Okay. Like I think we need to give it one more day. Okay. And what we what we don't do, what we don't do, you know, you got Thanksgiving, then you got Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Yes, and if you if you're not done with it tomorrow, if you if if you should be tired of it tomorrow anyway. I'll say give it to a Sunday. No. Sunday is good. You won't have to worry about making a whole new meal. You can, you know. Now I'm Monday, old. by that time it's old. All but right. you know, we've been we got the boy like James just walking eat all day. <laughs> yeah. I think it go to his feet. He just it's gotta go to his feet because he walked up and down the stairs. I promise you, I watched him one day. He went to the refrigerator ten times. <laughs> ten times like while I was watching him. Like it, it was like a, a shift, an eight hour shift. <laughs> I'm playing the game. I, I hear him come up the stairs, doo, 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 doo. hear the door shut, boom. I'm Next thing you know, refrigerator open, boom. I'm like, I walk, I'm like, dude, like, is you really eating? Like, sometimes that? you you just eat when you bored. Yeah. And because you know it's in there. Yep. The best thing that lady, well, my favorite thing for what lady made was the dressing. Oh yeah, the my dressing wife, fire. My wife threw down, y'all. She cooked. Mm-hmm. And look, this is the first year that my wife cooked Thanksgiving, and I didn't help. Mm. And everything fine, except the banana pudding. She made banana pudding? Yeah, it's banana pudding. Well, it ain't what we know as banana pudding. It's her style. Nah, her style is good. Nah, her style look like jello pudding. Nah, yo. Bananas and wafers. Nah, yo. But. We gonna talk about yours. Everything she got, <laughs> everything she, what? My banana pudding? Don't be a hater. <laughs> yo. My banana pudding, it be listen, too y'all. sweet. Banana pudding, you're supposed to take like evaporated milk. I, I didn't cook it long enough. You're supposed to take evaporated milk, sugar, some lemon or some vanilla extract, <laughs> put it in the pot, and stand over the stove for 30 to 40 minutes, stirring it slow. And when it gets thick enough, you want it almost like caramel. Mm-mm. It's supposed to be banana pudding, not whatever you're talking about. But listen, so my wife, <laughs> like I said, it's the first Thanksgiving, and I taught her how to cook. I had to teach her how to cook. Uh, this is the first Thanksgiving that I didn't, I did not. I thought Granny had taught Lady how to cook. No. Mm. You ever been over their they house and yeah. ate their food? They got good food at Straight. Yeah, when they, I was little. They got good food, but it don't taste like the food that they brought next house. It's something different. But listen, so, look, that's, Brittany said, that's what I'm talking about. The, the banana pudding, you got to stand over the stove. If it looks fluffy. Brit, That's even, not banana pudding. Don't even come in. I'm telling you. If it's not <laughs> fluffy, if it, no, if it's fluffy, it's not banana pudding. You need it's, to go look at it. It's not supposed to be tashy. Can you come bring it to us? <laughs> bring, bring, bring one down here. Yeah, bring us up. Let's let's show this. Let's show this custard. <laughs> let's show this custard pudding. It's, it but, should be liquidy though. But you know, later, but my wife my wife threw down and she she did a good job. She made you some chitlins. I had some chitlins, y'all. I had some chitlins. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know, listen, it's not up for debate. I'm not on here to argue about it, but I had chitlins. She cooked some <laughs> chicken and dressing. Yes, fire. She cooked some greens. It's fire. Spaghetti. My mom was asked for some of them greens. For, yep. Spaghetti. It's Am good. I missing something? Ham. Oh. Did she do some yams ha- too? Yeah, she did some yams. She did a big old ham. Like, the ham was like 
30 pounds. It was like it was like a whole pig. But she did the ham with the pineapples on it and the um uh, um uh, cherries. Mm-hmm. And then she made a homemade glaze for it. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh next year I'm gonna like for real free help her. It was next level. Next but year. listen, I want I want I wanna start this off. So I want so the food was good. That's what I'm gonna say, y'all. The food was delicious. I ate everything except the banana pudding. But she cooked the strawberry cake. <laughs> Uh, she oh, cooked. Yeah. She cooked some pies. She cooked, she makes a lemon icebox pie, that's to die for. Uh, and man, I just want to applaud my wife. Uh, yeah, thank God I TGIF. Thank God I found her. <laughs> when a man yeah. finds a wife, yeah. Good. So thank God I'm full. Thank God I found. Her. If y'all would please share this. Uh, we we want we want to talk about some so we talking about generation dialogues each time we come we're going to talk about and we'll be here every Friday until Jesus come but we want to talk about something that's realistic uh, <laughs> that we thought about and you know I was telling her she was like Dad what you want to talk about tonight and I told her, I said I want to talk about I don't know what where was that I thought that was Jesus coming back yeah look I like. <laughs> You thought that was that was the Trump. I'm like, okay, we said Jesus come back. Well, we said we got we we got left the rapture, and we still here talking on. We didn't got left. Lord helped us. My God, let's repent right now. Father, forgive us. Forgive us for anything we did. Anything we did, knowingly or unknowingly. Yes, Lord, we are sorry. Save us, because I promise that sound like a Trump. I thought it was the yeah. I'm like they playing that Andre 3000. You know, he dropped the all flu album on the 17th. Yeah, I heard it. Did not go listen to it. Why you didn't listen? I didn't. It don't make sense. I remember him from Outkast. Mm-hmm. I remember him that yeah, I I pushed it, pulled mm-hmm. Rosa Parks. I remember him from that. Uh, I remember that this girl I used to know some. I remember see everybody that I see see around town. Oh yeah, yeah. You know that I choose you. The gangster is it like gangsters anthem or something? Yeah. Players and oh yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so I remember that so I didn't go I'm I'm not trying to plug Andre 3000 I didn't go listen to it but um, like I said it's 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 Thanksgiving thanks God thank God it's Friday thank God I'm full thank God I found my wife that can cook good but today I want to talk about something that I told my son I told my daughter this this morning while we we're walking I was like I am afraid that my children will never get to experience the things that I've experienced growing up. Like, even you. Like, I'm, I'm afraid that y'all, because you would tell you, well, y'all, things are different now, and family is different now. So how is family different from, like, how is it different now from when you was growing up? Oh, when give I, the backstory of, like, the age, the time frame you grew up. You grew up in the 80s, right? I grew up in the 80s and the 90s. I grew up, well, the 80s, I don't remember that much because I was little. Mm. I was born in 81. So, yeah, I count, I, like, by, by 91, I was 10 years old. Okay. So, yeah. So, yeah, that was during the time. Like, by 86, I started really remembering stuff. But this is the thing. Uh, growing up, when I was growing up, everything was fun. Like, like family was fun. Family was valuable. Family was fun. Uh, we saw each other all the time. Like as a family, we saw each other all the time. Every 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 holiday, we saw each other. Almost every weekend, you at one cousin house or one family member house, and it was community. And it it was just it was it was different. And I'm afraid that that the generation we're living in now, y'all, we don't get to experience that enough as a family. And 
you know, it's sad. Like, some of the stuff that I experienced growing up, not just holidays and stuff like that, but, like, when you can sit on the porch and you can walk down the street and you can play in your yard, those days are, like, gone. It's, like, it's everything is so fast and so dangerous now mm. that the stuff that we experienced when we were growing up, y'all don't get a chance to experience that. You know, it's sad, like... You know, you walk around, everybody got on hoodies and ski masks in the hot and the cold. <laughs> and that, that's scary, y'all. That's scary. So I, I just want to bring up that. And I want you to bring up how. So that's how I grew up. What do you remember growing? Well, you're still growing up, but you're 24 now. So what do you remember about childhood, holidays, and family? Well, with my mom, I remember we would always go to her family member's house. Okay. It needs to be like, a long and drawn out day. Oh, you ain't like it? No. Wow. Because <laughs> I really didn't have nobody else my age. I mean, it wasn't right, just, it wasn't right. absolutely. Because you are the oldest yeah. granddaughter. So it, was, it wasn't absolutely like awful, but like, it was just like, okay, like, dang, we gotta go over this person's house. Yeah. We gotta go over this person's house. We gotta go over that person's house. See, because you're part of the new generation. So y'all don't like that, but Mm-mm. We we liked it though. Like I liked it that. Like yesterday, I enjoyed. Now I hadn't been over my mom's house and sat in years. Because mm. normally I'm always on the go. I'm go. I go there 10, 15 minutes. I'm out. But it's been like a couple years. And so yes, I enjoyed just going over there, sitting and talking and just fellowshipping. Ate a little bit and just really kicked it. But go ahead. Like yeah, yeah. I mean, it was cool. It was just like. We would go over my granddad's folks' house, and then we'll go over, I don't know, kind of alternate probably on the holidays. Like, probably for Thanksgiving, we'll go over my granddad's folks' house. On Christmas, we'll go over, no, on Thanksgiving, we'll go over my grandmama folks' house, and then on Christmas, we'll go over my granddad's folks' house. Okay. And so, like, we'll be going over, like, on Christmas, we'll go over, like, my Auntie Jardine's house, because she always did this big thing. And then on my, as it relates to my grandmama them, like, we used to go over to siblings. I just remember going over a whole bunch of folks' house, like, getting up early in the morning, got to make sure the house clean, got to put on clothes, got to eat in the car. But you acting like that's a problem. Got to go over people's house. I don't, I didn't like that all the time. See, because it's different. And you may tell you why I think it's different now. And y'all y'all let me know if this makes sense to y'all. Back then, Tupac had a song that I like. He had a slogan that he said. He said, uh, even, something like, he was young, and they had it rough. Mm-hmm. But even though they had it rough, they always had enough. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So I think back when we were growing up, we grew up in the struggle area era. Our family, our mom and dad was trying to get us to the next level. So they were working, they were hustling, and we didn't have all the luxuries that y'all have now. And so, therefore... The things that we value, y'all don't value that much. Like, we had community. Y'all got computers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, yeah. y'all community is how many likes, followers, and that right there. But ours was based on, we didn't have all that. Ours was based on, okay, I couldn't FaceTime you. I got to really come mm-hmm. see you face-to-face. Yeah. And that, that's how it was. And I think the more technology we got, the more family just... Dissipated. I ain't got to show up to your house. I can just FaceTime you. Hey, what you cook? And we show each other what we cook, but there's nothing like being in the presence of people. Yeah, that's true, though. 
So do you think technology has something to do with how y'all like? I, I'd rather be at home watch TV. I'd rather yeah, be for home. sure. It's definitely technology. I think it's technology, and I know for me, like I am the oldest, so it was just like I'm going over my great aunts and all them. You know, all they their kids is your mama age, right? So I'm just going over here to sit down. You know, now so now it's different because I value my time with my family. Look, John said we used to be a victim. And you know what, John? And, and you know, and like you keep on sleeping, file and file off the screen. But you know what, John? This is the thing. <laughs> when we didn't have a lot, we value family more. Yeah. We got other, and, now we got things to occupy us. Like you said, technology. Cell and phones. Then we used to be a village. You may tell you what. And we look, and, and this was a thing too. Back in the old days, we needed everybody. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? We need like we used to go over grandma house, over mummy house. That's that's my grandma, Lord rest her. So we used to go to mummy house, and everybody used to bring something. Well, mummy used to cook for everybody, mm-hmm. so she'll cook enough for everybody. So you didn't have to bring nothing, but they would bring something, the drinks or something like that, because we valued community, and we 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 came together to have what we have. Nowadays, it's different. It's way different. Yeah. Uh, another thing is, we didn't we didn't have competition then. Yeah, I think that's the thing too, competition comparison. Yeah, like if, wanna, if you if that's going on, you you ain't want to be around about that. Like it, like it wasn't it wasn't no competition. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't about at all. Who, we we didn't compete. We we was a community. All of us knew we were poor. <laughs> so everybody like <laughs> you might be a little bit poorer than me, but all of us was in the poor bucket. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, but. It, nowadays it would be considered poor, but back then it was like we were living. Yeah. But now, you know what? That's it. Technology brought in comparison. And so now. For sure. Where you used to be confident and mm-hmm. competent, now you're comparing. Well, this person got this. Mm-hmm. I ain't got this. This person got that. And a lot of stuff that we look at is falsified anyway. Mm-hmm. They, they yeah, make you look real. like they got it, but they don't. But yeah. but family won no competition. Like we and, and now it's so petty that family competes for everything. My greens taste better than yours. My ham tastes better than yours. Man, bro, who cares? So y'all didn't have that growing up. It wasn't about who, who food tastes oh, better. You knew that ain't Lucy going to come over there and bring that fruitcake. Ain't nobody finna eat. Everybody knew <laughs> that ain't Della. I'm just giving an example. Ain't Della got a lot of cats. So we ain't eat mm. none. And, and ain't Della got a lot of cats. And then uh, Westcott got a lot of dogs. So everybody mm. thought... They stuff had dog hair in it and cat hair in it. So we knew at the end of the day that was going to be sitting there. You know what I'm saying? And then I think my auntie now, my mama used to put it on our plate, but she ain't make us eat it. Oh. Dang, so she used to put it on y'all plate? Yeah, she put it on the plate. She just put a little spoon. Because, you know, it was family. You wanted everybody to feel welcome and love. You didn't want nobody to feel like, oh, they ain't eat my food. Nowadays, they'll... Everybody be in the kitchen. They say, who cooked that? Oh, Mimi cooked that. I ain't eating it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that causes. Yeah, it do cause offense. That offense. Yeah. Like, I wonder how it's going to be with our generation, like with me and my siblings. And then, you know what? And this is another thing. Y'all going to have to host things. So, so we used to, so we used to, we used to go, so we had two sides. We had my dad's side, my mom's mm-hmm. side. We used to go see everybody. And if, if one of our aunties or something, they family didn't have a car, mm-hmm. we used to go take them places. So like, that's, that was the thing, y'all. It was, wow. like, dope. And, it's, yeah, it'd be a whole day, but you'd be full and playing and 
and that that was the thing. Hmm. So that's something about it so, is. So I, I think that has a lot to do with it. But I'm thankful that you know I got chance to experience family yesterday, and I want to start that back. I said I want to start uh, start back communicating, mm-hmm. start back uh, having community mm-hmm. with my family. Because that's all you got. When mm-hmm. you, you know, when you look at it, you know, you can have all the money in the world, but what's the use of having all the money in the world? You ain't got nobody to share it with. Yeah. You, you ain't got family. You ain't got community. Yeah. Huh? So what you think? You quiet this time. You mighty quiet. But but you know, it is it, real. It's good. I think well, see, you said I think for me it's different still. A little bit because like I have to like I have your household and I got my mama household. When you was growing up, y'all folks was together. So it wasn't even though y'all had to split up households, it wasn't like I don't know, yeah, it was one household that went everywhere. Me, I gotta go I gotta make sure I be here to spend time, then I gotta go with my mama. Yeah. And like split hours and stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna tell you something a little bit. when I grew up, so I grew up, my daddy never went to no holidays, no functions. So he ain't, he ain't go to mommy's house or nothing? No. Really? At all? He ain't go to nobody's house. I've never seen my dad go over anybody's house. We'd be over there, he working or something, he doing something. He didn't he didn't have time for that. He he didn't mm. dude was getting it. He didn't he did not have any time for that. Like he didn't go. Mm. You know, uh, but yeah, and still he got a plate and all that. Okay, so grandma still made him a plate. So I can see that, but you know, like, but we made time. So we you had to make, make we had to make time. So I'm not letting you get away with that excuse. Oh, I got my mama said and I got you said. Uh, it's, it's still you still gotta make time. That's true. You know what but. I'm saying? Because family is valuable. You know, in the Bible days, the bigger your family, the more, the more wealthy you were. Mm. You know, so they wanted big families. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they lived in a family, be a community. So that mean everybody basically like if like they were Abraham folk, all Abraham folks stayed with Abraham. So his sons, his daughter-in-laws, his grandchildren, everybody was together. Like a compound. Yeah, like a compound. It was together. But I think technology got us the way we are. We we like everybody, and you know, and it's sad, and we gotta pray about this. A lot of stuff that, like a lot of stuff that we see in family now, I didn't see growing up. Mm-hmm. Like what? People were not depressed when I was growing mm-hmm. up. Now depression is like a norm. You got mm-hmm. children depressed. You got old folks. You got dogs. De- like everybody's depressed. <laughs> everybody's Anxi- having. What about anxiety? There was no such thing. Everybody's huh? having anxiety, and you know these things are real though. Don't get me wrong. I'm a certified Christian counselor. I'm a life coach, and these things are real. But they're in your mind, right? But when I was growing up, we didn't have it. You know, like like a couple few years back, it was like ADHD was on the rise. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a lot. I can't. Now, when I was growing up, I can remember like one kid in class that was like kind of like, he was kind of, well, they were, he was kind of like kind of challenged. Mm-hmm. He was kind of like, uh, what's the word I want to look for? It's uh, it's like it's called like he he had some challenges and some disabilities, but he wasn't in our regular class setting. Mm. 
So I think we are probably like in that class in that group, you probably had like 10 kids in the whole school, in the elementary school. But everybody else that was there that we now deem as ADHD, they were getting whooped at home and come back to school the next day acting right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they... Look, that 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 it didn't. Wasn't none of this. No, you ain't getting no medicine. Yeah, it's called a BLT. We man. What is a BLT? BLT. Oh, you... Belt. <laughs> <laughs> what in what school did you go to? <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say. And you you went to college. I, I totally. Look, now Norwood said maybe we didn't recognize at the young age, but look, those that had uh, disabilities and delays, they were in a different class. Right, they're still like that now, though. And so, like, we didn't, but depression wasn't the thing. I think when we got this, and we got technology, and we got comparison, and we got yeah. competition, now you're looking at somebody, pay. Oh my God, she done got married, and you depressed. I'm, 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 I'm not married yet. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely technology. technology. Technology definitely plays a big part in it. it I, I read a book by a guy named O.S. Gannis. Go ahead, say what you're going to say. Uh, I don't know. No. Technology most definitely plays a good part in that. But listen, I read a book by a guy named O.S. Gen- o. Guinness. And in this book he says he had uh, a chapter called The Sleeping Death. And he talked about how technology came to America and once the technology evolution happened, this like in the hippie days, mm. everybody was like, whoa, we got technology. And it was said that technology is going to make work easier. Mm-hmm. And now you can work remotely and all that. But in actuality, it made work worse. And you think because you got technology that you got work-life balance. But really, technology got you working more than you normally do. Because normally, you would just work at the office. Mm-hmm. But now you got technology. <laughs> you work at the office. You get an email. Even when you're not at work, you'll check your emails at work because... It's all a part of your life. It was the sleeping death. And that's what's happening to our families. Our families are experiencing a sleeping death where we're slowly sleeping life away. We're slowly sleeping commitment away. We're slowly mm-hmm. sleeping uh, community away. And then we, have to, as this is sleeping away, we're grabbing uh, uh, competition. We're gra- and and we're, we're missing the values that we should be passing on to the next generation about our, our history. The Bible is a history story where they're talking about Family history. They keep on saying, remember when God did this? And it was a family thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, we, like, how much do you know about my grandma, your great-grand? How much do you know about her? To my mommy? Yeah. I know she had a lot of, she had, she like. Crunk. She was crunk. She liked me and she was beautiful. She had some kids. Yeah. Uh, and she from Mississippi? Yeah, she, look, you see that? Now I blame like that. Things. I blame that on me, right? Because I should have did a better job of saying, "Hey, I'm gonna teach you your family history." Where, where, where about from Mississippi? Your granny from? Yeah, I don't know. You don't even know what part of Mississippi. You see that? Mm-hmm. But in Bip and Hebrew culture in those days in the Far East, it's very important that you know your family history, your family culture, so that it will not get lost. Yeah. And that's why we need that now. But I'm afraid that technology and other stuff has really Got us gone. You let me tell you something that that uh, we walking today. I heard the Holy Spirit say, "Holy Spirit say, what you see is what you become." And a lot of times, we're seeing so much other stuff that we're becoming something and don't even know it. Mm. You know that. Mm-hmm. So like, we're watching all these 
Housewives of Atlanta and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we're trying to become that. With Sexy Red. Or Sexy Red. Who is that? <laughs> She's a rapper that the children are watching nowadays. Okay. But <laughs> what you see is what you become, right? We And then we become, we start becoming this stuff. We start becoming these fictional people. Yeah. Living these fantasy lives because we've been told you can have what you say, name it and claim it, blab it and grab it. So I got a question. Yo. So what, what traditions would you like for the Bronix household or the Bronix name to carry, to be implemented? If you can think of one off, off the top of your head. Like family tradition? Mm-hmm. Like we did today. We went and bought a tree. Mm, okay. So I think that's something like every year, and I know Lady ain't like this. She's like, you think you a bowler now? I think every year we need to go do that. I want to I want to create that with my sons and y'all so it'd be like a family tradition. You see that? He they, keep on I, saying the sons. Huh? Because they legacy. That's why he keep on saying the I, sons. I was just playing last week. This, no, I, I want to <laughs> create this because you're you going to have a husband. He might want to do something else. He might not want to come over here and buy a tree. Mm. What you, what you think about that? That's true. What, matter of fact, I'm so just, that's something I want to bring. But what if you, right, so you when you get married, your husband, what if your husband say, I don't want to go to your daddy's church? No, nah, we, no. Nah, where we finna go? <laughs> <laughs> I want to go where that, your daddy worship at. He going to come to my, I feel like he going to come to the church, daddy. But he has his own, he's a man, he has his own mind, he has to rear his own family. Pray for but me. But that, I say what now? <laughs> I said, I just got irritated. Pray for me. Oh, I'm, I'm just saying this thing about But, sure. so I would like to do that Christmas tree thing. I wanted to create. That's why I was so adamant about it for the last couple of days. Later, like, we got a tree. This, yeah, you've been on that tree for a and minute. And I, I wanted to really do that because that's something I want to create, you know, with JoJo. And he, when they put it up, he just standing there like, whoa. So something I think that you're going to pass down is, like, the Sabbath. Resting on the Sabbath. Yeah. I feel like but Sabbath, everybody should do that. Yeah, but... I feel like you really put the emphasis on it, though. Yeah. Like, today is the Sabbath, mm-hmm. and we're chilling, mm-hmm. right? We're not cooking. We're not working. We're, we're going to chill and rest, and we're doing this. But I think, uh, I think yeah, the Sabbath. Um, now, that's what you're supposed to pass down, too. Yeah. You know, that's why when you when you see it, they always repeat the history in the Bible when they say, and the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. You know that? It's showing history. Yeah. And so we we that's one thing. What would you like to do as a tradition and family that you would like for us to do? I would just say take pictures. You know what? That's us something to do, too. Us to do family pictures like, like every each, year. Yeah, like each year. And especially as like when I get married, when Tasha get married, as the family grows, it'll be good to Man, memorize that. Look, it's something now that you say record that record that. When I was growing up, we used to have family albums. Okay, yeah. We, I got the pictures. Up, I got like everybody. I done yeah, stole everybody's pictures now. But we used to have family albums. You don't even see that no more in families. Yeah, no. Families, and like you said, families don't take pictures together no more like they used to do. It's like all, we used to take like every year a family picture. I feel like we should do that. We can do it now, JoJo. Grab, I need to go grab one of them old family pictures and pull up and say, look. I feel like, we, I feel like there's something that we can do. Yeah. Yeah, that's something we can It's the me. pictures. Because, um, yeah, we need to see it. Uh, that's the only thing I can think of right now. Yeah. But th- this is what I, I, it was just on me, but I would like to, 
for y'all to experience those days Click on it, Daddy, in the days where what with Tash? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She said grew up, they always took family pictures. Yeah. Yeah, and it was a photo album where you can sit down. Like my grandmama can Please go go over the house. You flip through them. Look at kids. Who is this? Who is kid. this? Look at kid when you were a little baby. <laughs> that was, I remember going there. She yeah. was like, look at your dad. He was yeah. in it then. Yeah. 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 That's something that we need to implement. What else? I feel like we real chill today. Yeah. On the podcast. But but that's something that we need to see back. And I think we got to bring God back at the center of the family, bring this family back because it's attack on family, it's attack on the family structure. The world is trying to change what the family structure mm-hmm. looks like. And so mm-hmm. with all that, and we are already falling distant from each other, it's kind of hurting us. So again, I say what we see is what we become, what we become formed to. Yeah, and so we true. need to be careful of what we allow to paint a picture like we, you know, uh, we always say, I don't like to deal with people and all that. Mm-hmm. They're right there. We keep on saying it and we keep on saying it. it. It becomes us. And you are formed to what you constantly see. I'm reminded of Moses uh, as he went up to Mount Sinai to meet God that when he came down off the mountain, they they had to hide their faces. Mm-hmm. He had to hide his face because it said his face began to shine like the sun. What are you saying, ABJ? I'm saying because he was staring at God, he began to look like what he was looking at. Yeah. So we got to be careful what we look at. We got to be careful of what we give our attention to because what we see is what we become. So I got a question. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm always asking you questions. So growing up, did the term introvert, extrovert, uh, what is it, Am- ambivert, did that exist? It did, but oh, we it did? didn't, you know, it was in the dictionary. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't like no. Like we just throw stuff around. We just name our stuff, self stuff. Now, it wasn't like that mm. because we all, you know, you have a cousin that was quiet. Like I had a cousin. I could still. He's still alive, Johnny. If you on her, bless you, man. Johnny was real quiet. Like I go over their house, I be kicking them with um, Antron or Lamarcus. Mm. Johnny will be in his room playing with beepers and cell phones and stuff. He's like a year, about two years older than me. Oh, okay. But we were around the same age, but he was always quiet. It's like my cousin Christopher. He was quiet. So, like, we had people in our family that were kind of quiet, but they didn't make them an introvert. They will speak and stuff, but mm-hmm. nowadays I think we just name ourselves stuff because we, we hear it and it make cool. We, we think it's cool. Like, I, I've actually heard people, when they first started saying the word narcissist, mm-hmm. I heard people say, I'm a narcissist. I'm like, people just want to. Just want to. You can't be calling yourself all that. Yeah, no, you can't. Right? You can't. Mm-mm. I'm trying to think of another question I got for you. I got a question for you. Okay. So what have you been looking at lately? That As I say, what you see is what you become. You know, you're still sticking with family. What have you been looking at that you say, you know what? I really don't need to be looking at that. From that perspective, I don't know. Getting your bed, like what have you? Have you been looking at something like just looking at something? And you're saying, you know what? Now that you say what you see is what you become, I need to stop looking at that and start focusing on another thing. I'm trying to see what I be looking at. <laughs> like I watch TV, I watch romantic comedies and stuff like that because I want to have romance. Um. What I did, okay, I can't say this. 
Like I have been a person that struggled with comparison a lot. I, there have been times I talked to you like, Dad, these people, people I went to college with, they didn't got married. Da, 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 da. I just feel like my life is just ugh. on hold. <laughs> yeah, and you was like, man, don't be looking at them. Da 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 da. So that's something that I looked at. Okay. And I had to like, okay, let's step away. Let's let's step away. Stop comparing yourself to people on social media. Stop doing that. Because what you feel like you lacking or you you don't have you where you not at whatever. Yeah, That's something it, I had to do. And you know what? You'll miss your blessing and you'll miss God. Like people, I don't think people really embrace, especially the young, like the younger church women mm-hmm. and the younger church men, they never embrace their singleness. Yeah. And I believe the reason being is because they want to be married and they think that's going to f- satisfy all that mm-hmm. they need. It's going to give me my love. I'm going to need that. And then, but you know what? Some of them just want to be married because they want to have sex. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't wait to get married. You just So only thing you're thinking about is getting in the bed. Yeah. That's true, though. And guess what? If you don't deal with that on this side of marriage, you're just going to be a, a married Undeliver person. And guess what? Once you start having sex in the marriage, because you want to feel like you could do that, it's not going to be fulfilling because this is something you have to get fixed now. Yeah. Now, there's nothing wrong with desiring uh, wanting to be with somebody. And, that, you know, it, I was talking to Dr. Lyons and Dr. Lyons uh, at, uh, at Macaulay. He was like, you know, in the Eastern world, in the, we're Western. In the Eastern world, when children started having sexual urges and they started like the girls start liking the boys, the boys start liking the girls, they be getting married. Mm-hmm. They families married. They they get married at you know back in those days in the Hebrew code they get married at 14, 13. A girl between thirteen and sixteen is gonna be married, and a boy I think he said between fourteen and eighteen they'll be married. Mm-hmm. But when so when those urges and stuff come up. They didn't say, hey, you're not supposed to feel like that. They said, well, you're supposed to be married for that, right? Yeah. And so I want you to know, desire. there's nothing wrong with desiring that, but you got to learn how to be delivered and disciplined before you get married. I met a brother one time. He's like, man, Apostle, I need to get married. 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 And then every time I turn around, he was in a different relationship, different relationship. Then he repented. Then he wanted to get married. And I told him, I said, listen, man, you got to get this lust demon tamed now or else you're going to get married and you're going to cheat on her because you ain't going to be satisfied and that thing going to keep growing because one thing about those spirits is those spirits don't, they don't, so because they don't have bodies, they don't have no cutoff point. Yeah. So those spirits, if it's, if it's a, a, a spirit of perversion, sex, anything like that, it doesn't have no cutoff point. So you might start off, okay, yeah, we having sex casually. Then they say, you know, you're sleeping with two, three, four different people, and you're still not getting fulfilled because those spirits, not just for sex, but for drinking, for everything, those spirits don't have a restriction of a body saying, I had enough. Mm-hmm. So when they get inside a human body, they're going to tear their human body up because they are not, they, they don't have no stopping point. Hmm. When you read the Bible, the Bible tells you that they, that God looked and he saw bloodshed all over. They were destroying the earth. And that's why he said the flood. So I think that's something we need to think about. Like, hey, we need to get 
You know, let me embrace your singleness. Yeah, really embrace it. I know for me, and I know for my generation, we have a lot of idols. Social media, an idol. A relationship can be an idol. Just whatever. We we have a lot of idols and stuff like that. But something that I have learned. Um, what? Go ahead. Something you had to learn, go. You can go ahead and say what you got to No, go. <laughs> um, something I had learned, like, in my singleness, or as I've just been single, um, about those voids or whatever, it's like God, he has to be enough. You can't look for a relationship, a friendship, anything else in your life to be enough for you or to fill those voids. Only God can fill those voids. And so something I will always pray, it will be like, Lord, you know, I know I need to get to the point where you are enough for me. Like I am content because I don't want to get in a relationship. And like you said, still have these voids, still trying to fill these voids, not satisfied, not happy or whatever the case is. Like God, he has to be enough. That's something I have learned or I'm still learning. Like he has to be enough. He has to be enough. And you got to embrace being single. Mm -hmm. The Bible says if the eye be single, I'm just using this, it's full of light. That means that if your eye is aligned the right way. So if you learn to embrace your singleness, you're going to have that light, but also you're going to be able to really enjoy being who you are in God. And then when you get a chance to meet somebody else after you have done, I believe that God has a lot of time for everybody. Mm. When your time comes to be married, you've been experienced enough on your God journey that you will know it's the right one and you'll, you'll be able to be fulfilled all the way around. And you want to know something I read? What's that? It's in Corinthians. I think it's in Corinthians. Apostle Paul was talking about yeah. uh, marriage and singleness. And one thing that he said was, like, he believed, I'm going to put it in my terms, like, I believe that it's best that, you know, people stay single because when you're single, you're able to fully focus That's on the saying. things of the Lord. But when you are married, you have to worry about the things of this world. Your interests are divided. So there's something else I have thought about, too. Like, let me really embrace where I am right now. And for however long I'm going to be single, let me really embrace this because I ain't got to worry about nobody else or consider nobody else's feelings or tend to nobody else. I ain't got to worry about that. Only thing I had to worry about is t focusing on what the Lord is, you know, yeah. the Lord and what He want me to do. So, so you can, so you need to learn. So There's we have to learn learning. how to serve, serve being single well. Do that make sense? Yeah. So being single, it, you're you're serving God. Yeah, you're serving. So you, you need to learn how to serve well, like serve well and be happy, be content, and um, enjoy life, and enjoy and just live my life. Because I'm telling you, at first, I'm just like, oh, am I going to be married? See, this is the thing. This is what had really got me on that marriage thing. So when we was on Airways, when our church was on Airways in, like, 2015, Grandmama, Sherry, your mama, um, she was like, I guess that day she was, like, praying for all her grandchildren. Mm -hmm. So she had prayed for all of us. And she was like, you're going to be a preacher. Like, you were a preacher. That's what she had told me. So I was, like, 15. And so... I was 15 years old. At that time, I wasn't seeing no no women preachers married. I was just seeing them single. Mm. I wasn't seeing no women preachers married. I wasn't seeing them having no husband, nothing. It was just single women. They was leading churches. Not saying I'm a pastor of church or anything, but that's just what I was seeing at the time. So I wanted, I questioned if I was going to be married. I desired it, but I just wondered because I'm like, dang, these females preachers don't be married. So they don't be married, but do they? That's what I was seeing at that time. Tell me something. Do they? Their mannerisms, though, 
How they, how they made yeah. those that you're seeing growing the one, up? Yeah, the ones I was seeing growing up, they was a little, little. They can little, be strong, but kind of masculine. Mask, yeah, because they think this how you gotta be. But <laughs> not all the preachers, but and I be, my wife is a firecracker. Later, firecracker, mm-hmm. she gonna go like she jump off the porch doing a hundred. So you give her a microphone, she's going up. But I used to tell her, I was like, hey, you know, I think women should be softer. Like mm-hmm. I think you'll get more. I think I think God can use you being in your femininity. Femininity mm-hmm. is that right? Or yeah, femininity. When your femininity, <laughs> femininity. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he said it. Right. I said, all right, God can use you in your femininity, uh, being soft. The Bible says a soft word turns away wrath. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because sometimes the women be strong. It's like you can fight. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm gonna knock you out. Yeah. So, but. I was wondering that when you saw that, did you see those like kind of like yeah. strong, strong women? Yeah, I was just, not, not have to say masculine, but strong. But like women. super duper strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, yeah, super strong. And I just, I didn't see him have no hooks. I didn't see no men with him. And so that was just like a question for me. And I, like I said, I desired that. And then it had became an idol. I made marriage, marriage an idol. Really? Mm-hmm. Marriage had become an idol for me. For so a long did you time, the, it was like I did. That, that can create like an evil. Offer. Yeah, for sure. Like it was an idol when I was in college. It was an idol. It wasn't until like twenty. So, wait a minute. So what about marriage that made you want to be married so bad? Why? I don't. What What is the root? Okay, I get. Okay, at that time, uh-huh. I think the root was. We being truthful. Now. Yeah, we being truthful. So. When I was young, I think the root was like there was just one of it, just like this end all be all. Like this, just like one prize that you have. I think another part was the sexual part, and then oh. the loneliness. Oh, <laughs> the loneliness, but that was oh. the end all be so, all. So, though. so you put the sex as second, but the yeah. first one was like that was what it's supposed to. Be. Like when I get married, when I get in a relationship, I'm gonna be so happy, cause I, mm. to me, as even a child growing up, I wasn't really just ever happy. Somebody so I, asked me that one time. Somebody asked what was, we were in uh, Becoming One, they were asking a question about what did you think about marriage? And I was like, I never thought about, I never thought about marriage like that. And they asked the women, and the women were like, I was thinking about marriage since I was a little girl. Mm-hmm. Men, we weren't thinking about marriage. We were thinking about <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when growing up I always we were, thought about marriage and yeah, like kids women, I think women more so because women are more emotional they're more mm-hmm. attached but men are more we're, we're more what we see what we touch and that's it it's more physical yeah but women look at the whole thing so the whole ma- the whole marriage thing and and when they asked they were like so what did you what was your first thoughts of marriage I was like man I thought I was gonna be a player my whole life mm. you know but that's something to think about too, kids. Like, so we were talking about family too. Mm-hmm. How how is that gonna work? So you don't like being around family, like that, right? I mean, I'm more tolerable. But how now? To, but so I don't even want to say tolerable. I, I can do it now. Growing up, I ain't like this. So like what did you just... meet a dude and he was like, man, he's like, like a mama's boy. Need to be around his family all the time. Want to be able to. How is that gonna? How can you deal with that? Going off his mama house all the time, like just his family, like being around. His, he like <laughs> to hang around his family, so you got to think about that. Yeah, so you got to uh, embrace that single and say, "Hey, Lord, work on me." Yeah, he gonna, have, yeah. I or at least, gonna have to, 
I at least recognize like it's not just about me and how I feel and what I want, you know. I do recognize that. But what I was saying, yeah, when I was first, when I first started thinking about marriage and all that, it was it was the I thought some being with somebody else was gonna give me this happiness that I was missing. Then it's just the companionship and then it was the sexual part. And then just have some you know, having somebody. But you know what? Sex is like the now in, in marriage, it's, it's it plays a good part in marriage, but like that's like that ain't the big thing mm. about it. You know that that ain't you know the Bible said marriage is right in the sight of the Lord, and the bed is undefiled, and but sex ain't the biggest thing. But you may tell you what I told my wife this morning, and I really I was walking through the house praying, and I started thinking I was like, man, you know what? Getting married. And y'all tell me if y'all th- ever thought of this. Getting married and being with somebody that you can be, because every, every human desire is to be vulnerable mm. to, to like a person to just know them and be accepted for what they are. Mm-hmm. And that was like how Adam and Eve was when they were in the Garden of Eden. And so I told her this morning, I was walking through, I gave her a kiss, I said, babe, I said, being married is the closest thing that I can compare to what it'll be to be in Eden Mm -hmm. because I can be me in front of you, Mm -hmm. right? I'm not hiding. I remember when we first started dating and stuff like that, you know, she'll take a shower or something. She wrapped all up. I'm like, wait a minute. Now, we around here doing everything else, but you you scared to, you know. But that is the closest thing that I can compare to is being in Eden because the Bible said they were in Eden, they were naked and they're out of shame. So I believe that marriage brings us back to that place of like being in front of God mm-hmm. because, you know, you ain't ashamed about going to hell no more. You can you can do it any way you want to do it, how you want to do it. You ain't worried about going to hell because, hey, I'm married. But uh, I think we have to embrace the part before marriage, before the threshold. Yeah. Well, I think that it's like eating because you can be vulnerable. Yeah. You can just, you ever heard them say, she, she loved my dirty drawers? Mm-hmm. No. You got to think about that about being married. What, lose my dirty drawers? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you got to think oh, about man. all that. Is that literal? Is what you're saying literal? I don't know. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I need to ask lady. No, no, you don't need, no, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't do that. Y'all don't. Lady love you. <laughs> Y'all love each other, though. But, yeah, that's why I desire marriage, though. But you got to get that together because you got to think about that. Family, after marriage, the next thing is family. Yeah, it's keys, because yeah. Because a man is supposed to be a provider, a protector. And mm-hmm. all, do you feel like your dad is a protector? Yeah, a I do feel like you're a protector, yeah. A, a woman is supposed to be that nurturing and that person that makes the home, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and, and what makes the home a house. And so you got to you gotta think about all of that coming together. And then after that, you know, just getting together and the other part, the physical partnership and all that, that's cool. But after that, you doing all that, soon it's going to be a family. Yeah. And so you're talking about kids. How often do you hold JoJo? I hold JoJo a lot. I hold JoJo a lot. I don't do just no, I hold him. I probably hold him at least yeah. once a day. So we're going we're gonna to let you keep JoJo for like a whole day. We're gonna Daddy, you we did marry. that recently. You come for a whole day of like, oh, yeah, you did. You did. Yeah. yeah. I hold JoJo a lot. You did. <laughs> and I let him do his own thing. Okay. But, yeah. 
We've been on here. We, we got like five minutes, y'all. But listen, I, we brought this back. Thank God it's Friday. Thank God it's family. Thank God I'm full. But thank mm-hmm. God it's family. I, I pray that we get back to those family moments. Those fam- Listen, I was telling my daughter, and th- th- those of you that are around my age, you know, Friday night growing up in the time I grew up was big, and we were celebrating the Sabbath almost and didn't even know it. Because on Friday night, all the good shows just come on. It used to be called TGIF. Friday night, and the mood is right. Come have some fun. Show you how it's done. TGIF. And at that evening, you had like the Simpsons come on at 6 o'clock. Then after the Simpsons, you just got all these. You got Full House. You got the Urkel show. What was that? Family Matters. Mm-hmm. You got uh, Living Single. You got all these shows come on. Like in the whole evening, you'll sit there from like 530 to like nine o'clock at night, and then at nine o'clock, guys, send your hall show and stuff. Come on, you got that. Where it's just family shows. They don't even have family shows like that on TV no more. Like how it used to be. Yeah. And now the family shows are weird. Yes, yeah, a lot going on it's in the a, family shows. It, it's, it's like it's it's short, it's trying to give our kids a picture mm-hmm. of these different type of families that we were not used to seeing growing up. Facts. You know, and so y'all, I, I just pray that we instill these values in our children about family, about the importance of family and the importance of uh, of fellowshipping. Step by step. That's right. That's right, Apostle Norwood. Step by This was stuff going up, but it was on a Friday night. And so mom be at home, dad don't work. Every, the whole family is at home in the house. What do you think about marriage? I'm thinking about a lot of stuff. All right, like what? One on was like marriage. <laughs> I was. <laughs> what you think on, you don't want to be married now? No, I still do want to be married, but it's not an absolute rush. Embrace your singleness. You know, it's not an absolute like. Well, I need to be married next month. It's not that. Yeah, embrace that single, cause that singleness, man, it's so much you can do. I feel Apostle like Paul said it was a gift. Yeah, I feel like, like me personally. Mm-hmm. And you've always said it, but I kind of see it more now. Like, I really need to start really fully walking in my calling. For Why real. You, look, Before you I get so married. Much. And be you worrying about so that. Much. You know, because that's a lot to manage. But, you know, a lot of men, I heard a lot of men say, I need to get married first so I can be who God wants me to be. Mm. That's what a lot of men say. Because they, they can't they ain't tame their flesh yet. Oh, I got a question. Go ahead. And I want the men on there to answer, like Apostle Norwood, Rod. What age do men mature? Generally, what age do you think men? She said, what age do men do men mature? actually mature? Because I've heard it take men a long time to mature, like close to thirty. Mature for marriage. Mature in their life, period. And marriage relationship. Apostle Norwood, Nicore, oh, yeah. Prophet Pickens. She wants to know your opinion. I told her something, but she wants to know your opinion. What what age do men mature? Well, I'm going to see if they answer right quick. But I'm going to tell you about me. I didn't didn't consider myself to mature until I hit like 29. That's when I was like serious. I was on it about marriage, about everything, family, working. Look, this is what Rod said. Rod got something. Dang, somebody said 48. Ty- Thais. You about 50. 48. That's half your life. Jesus. 
Oh, real and mature <laughs> honestly is not an age, but an influence from community. That's mm, good. So me really need community. Well, family. Yeah, community, family. Wow. Influence around community. Wow, that's good. Look at Noah. Noah said mature. Yikes. Mm. I but listen, I grew up and I settled down <laughs> when I was twenty nine. Boy, that is crazy though. Let's have your life. Aisha Samoa says 48. My for a man, God. grow up. So what makes them, what is your, when you talk about a man mature, what makes what makes you say a man is mature? Well, I don't know. Like just not, I don't know. I was thinking about that. Cause I I mean, I ain't never had no boyfriend or nothing like this and no adult. So I really can't say if a dude is immature or not. So what 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 so I'm the, just going off what I've heard. So you don't so you don't even know what mature is when it comes to a man? What would it look like? What do you think? I feel like, like maturity is like taking care of your responsibilities. Taking care of your responsibilities. Like not just as it relates to kids, but like going to work. If you got bills, pay your bills. Um, yeah, that's, that's like integrity. the main one. Yeah, that's in Oh, okay. Mature. What The ladies, what do y'all say maturity What is, is maturity for a man? What is maturity for a man? He said, what makes, clearly define maturity expectation. Who is that? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one, Apostle. He said, yeah. clearly define what you... That's what that's I'm saying. What I'm, like, that's what I'm saying, trying to think now about. Now you don't know. No, I didn't know. I'm just asking. I was thinking about this. So, like, in my mind, what what would I say maturity is? What would you say? Your, this is your future husband. What do you think your husband... What does mature look like on this future husband of yours? Definitely just like integral, man, and his word. Man, his word. That's the main thing. Um, Brittany said how he carries himself and what comes out of his mouth. Like, I'm not finna be with nobody that's like, you still trying to figure out if you want to be a gangster or not. I'm not doing that. So, so, you need to already so that right there, have, so, so mature, your, your thoughts are mature is saying you have a plan. Yeah, you gotta have a plan, have a vision. Yeah, vision. Some kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like, know what you want. Now, if he, I ain't gonna say a rapper because it's Christian rappers out there, but like, you know, you still trying to play around, see if you a gangster and all this stuff. That's immaturity. I feel like a gangster. What, daddy? Sometimes I feel like a gangster. But you go well. You go to work though. You not playing around. So, so maturity. You gotta have a plan. You know. <laughs> so, do you think a, a a guy that sleeps around with multiple women? Do you think he's mature? No. Cause what? Cause you apparently you don't have self control. You got some some issues going so, on. So there you go. So maturity, your definition saying is one who is disciplined. Yeah, we have some kind of discipline. So you got to have a plan. You got to have a you gotta plan. Have discipline. Got to have discipline. Okay, what else? Um, you got to have God. And I ain't saying he got to be, be first, right? Yeah, I'm not even saying that he need to be. He need to know if he an apostle or not. I ain't saying it, but just. You know, have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Allison Allison said, a man that has direction and adamancy about his life, both naturally and spiritually, my opinion, everything would flow sweetly. I like that. Oh, they answering. I like Thank y'all for the I like answer. That. Rod, maturity is expression of good character and soundness, mm. plan, uh, discipline, the ability to choose wisdom where there are opposing wow. options. That wow. means that nothing is swaying you. So look, that's why the Bible, so this is a good man. This is a mature man. A true man is a man whose steps are ordered by God. Boom, bam. 
the steps of a what? Good, good a man mature man is going to be a good man. Order by the Lord. What y'all think about that? That's good. A good man. A good man. A mature man will be a good man. And the steps of a good man are ordered by God. They like that. Maturity is developing and adjusting well with life experience, in my opinion. That's good too, Alex. Yeah, it is. Because an immature person can't adjust. Mm. Think about JoJo. JoJo, I was just up there with JoJo, right? So JoJo came over, and mm -hmm. I was eating some caramel cake. JoJo wanted some caramel cake. And I took and gave him some of my cake, just a little bit. He walked around. He was like, mm, this is good. He came back. Immature, he doesn't know how to talk. Oh, this is good. So an immature man doesn't know how to talk and express himself the right way. Ooh. That's why he'll slap women, call wow. them bees and H's and stuff like that. Wow. I'm looking at JoJo, comparing JoJo to somebody mature. Wow. So he's immature. So he got he likes the cake. He runs around the table. He crying like that. He gave me cake. And next thing you know, I'm steady eating. Watch this. I'm steady eating. And he's sitting down here. I'm on the stool. He's over there. And he's saying, wow. Wow. And I'm just like, he's just making noise. I'm steady eating. And uh, That's, watch it. I'm steady eating. And he's making his noise. And he's screaming louder and louder and louder. Wow. And I look down. I'm like, oh, what you want? He was like, mm, mm, mm. He couldn't express it. Mm. An immature man can't express himself. They can go for women, too. Immature person can't express. So he couldn't express what he wanted. Well, he, yeah. And that's why a man that sleeps around, we can call him immature, because obviously he's sleeping around. He don't know what he wants. Can't make a sound decision. Somebody said something about soundness earlier. Well-rounded. Can't adjust. Rod said, immature man can't adjust. Oh, could this be a sign of immaturity? Um, Wait a minute. Well around, spiritually, mentally, socially, emotionally, and financially. A mature man, he got all five of those checked spiritually, mentally, socially, emotionally, financially. So I have two things to say. One of the things is after hearing what y'all – go ahead, Daddy. A mature man offers safety. safety in so many ways. I like wow. that. Um, from what y'all are stating – I don't have the expectation that a man is going to be mature in all them areas. Like, you know how sometimes women can think somebody, a man needs to be perfect and all of this. I don't expect him to be mature in every single area, but at least if he's willing to grow there. does that is that good? That's, I think that's good because you may say when lady met me, all I had was a bunch of potential. Mm. And she saw the potential because I wasn't doing nothing. I <laughs> I ain't gonna even lie. I, I was, I, but she saw the potential. She used to hear me talk. She was like, "You got potential to really do some stuff." But at the time, I wasn't doing nothing. When I was 14 years old, I used to work for the city of Memphis, uh, doing the summer program. They had the summer for kids. They used to give you jobs, and uh, we was in class learning, and I was doing me. And that's what the the worker that was working with me. I can't think of her name. She said, "Jane." She was telling everybody about themselves. Oh, you gonna do this? Oh, you're going to do that? And she's just going down. And she got to me. She said, Mr. Broadnet. I'm like, yeah. She was like, you have so much potential. And I was sitting up there. I poked my chest out like, y'all hear that? I got potential. And she let me feel that all day. You know, I sat up there to see. She's like, come on, Mr. Potential. 
And I'm sitting around there cocky, like, that meant something good. And she said, you know what that means? I was like, uh, like a person that's going to do something. She's like, no. Potential don't mean a person that's going to do something. Potential means you ain't doing nothing. Mm. Bust my little bubble. <laughs> Head went down. So you got to think about that. So I believe that a woman comes and she's able to undergird that potential and help that man. You know, they always say that the woman, the Bible said a woman came from rib of a man. And it's been medically proven that man has one mm-hmm. uh, one less rib than a woman, right? And uh, so when she comes, she's going to help that man stand upright. Mm-hmm. She's going to help him reach a good woman. She'll help him reach his potential. Now, that don't mean you go get you a fixer-upper. Because so a lot of women, y'all, y'all be so quick to run to just want a man, want a man. You, you want a man, you'll just get a piece of a man, and yeah, be like, "I've well, right," and then you want to change him. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You got to realize his mama that had him thirty some years. What's in him is embedded in him. Now God can do some changing, but you got to really think about that. Yeah, it is something to think about. Come on, you was gonna say something. Mm-hmm. So. The the woman helps the man to stand up right. Mm-hmm. The real. What does the man do for the woman? Put her in her place. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. Man. No, no, but but you know what? It's so, it's a it's a God's plan. Kids, you know, it's a God's plan. He offers her safety. Okay. He offers her provision. He's a protector. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If if. That woman should somebody. feel. Whoa, somebody got a whole lot. Somebody didn't let us know. Allison, Allison. Hey, we're going to put this up there. Listen, he, he gives her. You me tell you what the man gives her? Mm-hmm. He gives her a world where she can be. Mm. Because the way God set it up was God created. You remember I taught this? God created the whole ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did Everything that was meant for them to thrive and he placed the man there and so when he the man was tending to the garden doing everything he was doing everything he was supposed to do and then God said it's not good for man to be alone and but God make him that woman and brings to Adam and Adam's like let me show you my world mm-hmm. so this man is supposed to help bring this woman into the world to help her be who she's to become Mm. And she's to become a mother. She's to become a nature. She's to become the mother of all mothers. Mm-hmm. That's what Eve become. Mother of all living. Yeah. So when I marry somebody, he's supposed to help me become. He's gonna help. You're gonna help him become too. Y'all gonna help each other. You're gonna help him stand up straight. And he's gonna help you become <laughs> a mother, a nurturer. Because you may tell you what, and you mm-hmm. think about it, you're like a professional. You working. You hard working. You career driven. You're corporate minded. So that man is going to come and bring some of that softness. Because mm-hmm. right now, when you're single, you got to be hard. That's why you meet people, guys say, hey, little mama, you shooting off because you got to be hard. But when the right man comes, your husband, he's going to allow you to be that woman. Mm. He's going to allow you to be, he's going to allow all your femininity to Indeed. be able to, that's why the fragrance of the house, that's why the 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 way we decorate stuff is, is I, I gave her the house and mm-hmm. now she's able to, Draw, paint her own picture. She, you know. That makes sense. That makes sense. 
And then together, y'all begin to do a, build a family. And then the family began to go over my our house on Thanksgiving and Christmas <laughs> and not, and you may tell you, I'm, I'm, we're going to go. We're going to go. This may be good. <laughs> and not with but, but listen, before we went over my mom's house, like we hadn't been over in a long time. It took an hour for us to just adjust to talk. At Grandma's house? Like, my mama was talking. She was like, come on, get some meat, baby. Get You want some meat? Come on, JoJo, get some. She's mm. doing all that. But everybody else, it's like, we hadn't been over there. It's like everybody in a new place. And wow. family is not, family, you shouldn't have to have to adjust to family for a whole to hour. To really get sealed. But so we sitting over there, and for an hour, Takis wasn't, but I'm in my phone. <laughs> James in his phone. Jacob in his mm. phone. Brandon in his room. Like, we, mm. it took an hour to get adjusted, so. That means that we have been away from each other too long. Let mm-hmm. me put this up there, and we're going to let it roll. This is good. Allison says, a mature man knows how to collab and growth. It's not his way only. Oh, I'm going to tell y'all something that's so dope. He's not afraid to grow together. Again, that's a man with direction and in relationship with God. A mm-hmm. man not of God really is a chance, high risk, really is a chance, high risk. That's when it boils mm-hmm. down to can the woman here and have direction from God. Is that godly woman assigned to him? It will eventually make sense. It makes a lot of sense, woman of God. Listen, I'm going to tell you this, and I'm going to let you go. We're going to go on this. So do you think, so a lot of people say we're together. When, once you get married, marriage is a compromise. You think so? I feel like at some level you probably have to compromise. It, it it can't always be about what you solely want. Now that's what she just said too. So, that's what so, I think. So it's a compromise. Wait in minute. some kind of way. But what areas do you compromise in though? So I was taught that compromise. Compromise says an agreement or settlement of a dispute that is reached by each side making concessions. So that means we just settle to agree. Mm-hmm. But that's that's almost saying like agree to disagree. Yeah. No, but we just settle to agree. That's compromise. I was at a hard light special, and and the guy named Michael Junior, the comedian, said, "I don't, I don't believe in compromise." And I'm gonna leave y'all with this, as y'all that are preparing to get married and in family and everything. And so family, this is gonna help you for family too, because a lot of times we don't go around family because we saying, look, I'm just gonna let them be. I can love them from a distance and this, that, and other. And you got people you've been mad at for years. God is mm-hmm. saying tonight, I want y'all to get it right and become family again. Mm-hmm. And we do that because we call ourselves compromising. We call ourselves settling on agreement so that nobody won. We just going to say, okay, we're done with it. And what happens is after a minute, those compromising moments begin to be swept up under a rug and you're constantly compromised. You're constantly compromised. Hmm. And before you know it, y'all going to be tripping because you got a rug with all this mess on. So you're going to walk over and fall, but you're going to be tripping. Because now you're not talking because you're always compromising. That's what happened with family. That's what happened in a relationship. We don't compromise so much that we don't have nothing we agree upon. Mm. Right? Man asked this. He told us that, and then he asked this right here. He says, if your brakes on your car was compromised, will you drive it? If your brakes were compromised. No. Compromise also means that something ain't working function right oh, yeah. properly. No. All right. If the Mississippi Bridge, a couple years ago, they said the Mississippi Bridge was compromised. Was anybody driving across? Mm-mm. It? Right. Uh, if this chair was compromised, 
would you have sat in it for this nope. podcast? Well, that's the way we should be when we're dealing with our spouses, mm -hmm. we're dealing with relationships, we're dealing with family. We should never compromise. Mm -hmm. But what we should do is welcome <laughs> conflict. Mm. Somebody said I got immersion breaks, Bishop. <laughs> look, 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 Alice said I got emergency break, Bishop. Look, look, compromise. Oh, she said she'll be riding that jump with the emergency <laughs> brakes. Them rollers going to be towed up, baby girl. Listen, but we should welcome, and he says we should welcome conflict. Because conflict allowed us to get it off our chest, and we can find out how we can get past what we're dealing with. So what you're saying is in marriage, there is no you shouldn't be compromising. Is that what you're saying? No, it's, it shouldn't be compromised. We should welcome conflict. It should be conflict and resolution. Okay. You settle. So look, if you got to settle on everything, do you think you'll actually be happy? No, because, uh -uh. Oh, okay. That's how I would imagine it. If you constantly like lady, like mm. she like cornflakes. I like Fruit Loops. How miserable my life would be <laughs> if I could never eat Fruit Loops. Yeah, it'd be you awful. Mean? Yeah. Never compromise. Welcome, Welcome conflict. conflict. It's pretty good. Yeah. So y'all embrace family. So look, go have those hard conversations with them aunties and them uncles and them cousins that you ain't talked to in a long time, mm -hmm. that you don't go around no more, you don't consider your family no more. The ones that you say, I can love you from a distance, and go and just embrace that conflict and say, listen, I could have been wrong, you could have been wrong, mm -hmm. but we are family. God put us here. We have a bloodline. Our bloodline has a destiny. Mm. Oh, that's good. Our bloodline has a purpose, and it's going to take all of us together. You get what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. we got to get out of our differences and uh, really be who God has called us to be. So we got a lot of apologizing to do. We do. Our and bloodline the, has a destiny. And uh, putting ourselves out there. Yeah, putting ourselves out there what? We're not putting ourselves out there, but showing up, you know, with family. Yeah. Emotionally, physically. Yeah. And you know, and look, so even though I wasn't, and we got to go, even though I wasn't doing it, I wasn't going around family. Let me tell you what, my, my boys, you were gone. They were, they were excited to go. Yeah, they do be excited to go though. Like they want to go around mm -hmm. family. I'm like, and I'm sitting here being selfish. Mm. I just don't want to go over nobody's house. And I'm 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 keeping them from making memories mm. with their grandparents and their cousins and their aunties and their uncles. That's some good stuff, Daddy. Yeah. Conflict brings clarity. Yeah. Our bloodline has a destiny. It has purpose. So hey y'all, we hope y'all enjoyed. Listen generational dialogues. We're going to keep this coming to y'all. We are. We are. This we are. We believe in God that he's going to break chains. Bond is going to be broken through these conversations that we're going to have uh, that God leads us to. Listen, on this week, it'll be coming to every podcast yep. thingy. Yep, on Spotify, Apple, Google Play. What's the other one? Spotify for podcasters. It used to Google be called Play, Anchor. Google Apple, all the major podcasting. Yep. This is gonna be it's gonna be on there. And we're gonna we're just gonna talk family. We're gonna bring y'all into our life. And y'all, this is not like we sit up and make up this stuff to come on here to y'all. This really is like don't. our <laughs> when we talk to this is our conversation. Yeah. This is dad and daughter walking. Yep. This is at the gym. This is her. Hey, me come. Hey, kid, you want to ride with me? Mm -hmm. We're riding. Hey, let's go get something to eat. And we have these conversations. Yeah. We want to bring y'all into it because I believe that it's going to be a blessing 
to everybody, to the body of Christ. For sure. You know, because uh, we're just normal people. Yeah. And, you know, if you have any topics, I really do suggest that you drop them. You know, you can inbox me or something or come in on there like anything you would like for us to talk about. Because we really don't plan nothing. Uh, yeah, but My look, daddy, I do want to talk about church folk, though. What you want to say about church folk? <laughs> I think we're going to do that next week. We're going to call that one church folk be tripping. Yeah, we can do that. Church have, folk be I tripping. I have a lot to say on that. We're going we're gonna to talk about church folk be tripping. Hey, Willie said, I got a lot of topics. Hey, Willie. Hit us up, man. We'll make it work. That's my friend, y'all, Willie Miles. Hit us up, man. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Yeah, but yeah, we do church folk. Yeah, we can do church folk. They don't mean our church folk, not the people we go to church with. Yeah, just our past experiences. Yeah, we're going to talk about the folks that go to our church. We're going to do that. Well, yeah, we got integrity. We are mature. All right. Hey, y'all, I pray y'all was blessed. <laughs> we're going to go out with this healing oil, y'all. This is one of my favorite songs. By Prophet Roy T. Williams. Thank y'all for tuning it's on, in. It's on Apple, y'all. Go go download it. Yeah. I'm gonna start it from the top. Go download this song, support, and uh, hey, look. He said, make sure y'all talk about some pastors. Uh oh. This ain't uh, what Uh-oh. they call it? Uh uh-uh. uh. The Jack A. Wild. We ain't doing it. Uh. <laughs> Daddy wants some help. Yeah. We can, we can talk about what can y'all talk want us to talk about. Talk well, about some of the stuff. See, because sometimes I think y'all hold pastors to this big standard that you really got to realize. At the end of the day, they are not Superman. They are not superhuman. They just human. Yeah. With a supernatural call on their life. We ain't gonna turn about a damn. Yeah. Because if I'm talking about Pat, I'm gonna talk about me. Y'all want y'all want to hear some stuff? I got. <laughs> I got some. <laughs> Thank y'all for tuning in. See y'all next week. All right. Pray y'all enjoy this. Enjoy this healing oil.